welcome back. This week we have a few different things to talk about. Fertility, infertility, treatments. It's, uh, I just said before we came on, it might get a little bit deep. Uh, Margaret said that she has a lot to learn about all of this and mm-hmm. around all of this. And No, not well. well the menopause. Oh, the menopause. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the next one. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was in this one you meant. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Menopause to do that. It's like, well, not maybe you don't. I don't know. Uh, but somebody who does know a lot about fertility and infertility and mm-hmm. that kind of thing is our very own Helena. And I, we're very, very lucky to have <laughs> your wealth of knowledge <laughs> in all these factors because that's what you primarily is. Um, deal with, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say. 80% of the patients that walk through my door are women or, fa- or part or oh god couples trying to conceive yes naturally or going down the assisted route hmm. so IVF donor or um I've got women going on their own to do it on their own as well. Amazing. yeah so it's it's a huge area really and you know and in this day and age, age-related facility is becoming more of a more common because for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Because women are leaving it till later into their thirties to begin their families, unlike what 20, 30 years ago when it was, you know, women were in their twenties. So we're seeing a lot more issues now. Mm. I know we spoke about in the last podcast about the pill. Um, I still think this is mm. a bit of an, an issue. Mm. Oh, you think this okay? Hill and you know, not giving themselves enough time to regulate their cycles. I think there's too much of an urgency in today's society about, oh, I've got married, I've waited three months, I haven't got pregnant, so I'm going to go and do IVF. Yeah, I think it's it's all that we want everything now kind of vibe. Yes. And again, you're you're looking, you're going back to maybe cycles, and you know, cycles, tuning into yeah. to all so of that. So well. a lot of things that, like a lot of women, there's nothing wrong with them, and it's just educating them about their cycles, a bit like what Margaret does, and you know, really enhances, really enhancing ovulation and teaching them about ovulation. So I do a lot of you know teaching around it. Mm. And then of course there's the women that have all the autoimmune stuff. You know, that's getting more and more apparent because there's more mercury in our systems. The food's not as organic as it should be. So we're we're taking in a lot more pesticides and that kind of thing, you know, our water. And it's changing our the way our bodies are. Mm. So you're seeing a lot of thyroid issues, endometriosis, fibroids, you know, general hormonal imbalance. So we're working with that. So it's it, but it's. Is it like it's one in six or something couples in Ireland at the minute? Yeah, one that struggle about that struggle, which is fertility. And it's kept such a secret. Like mm, the yeah. amount of people that I have coming into me, and I'm the only person that they talk to. Mm, yeah. So there's a lot of mental emotional side of things as well with it. So you're, yeah. you know, I always treat the mental emotional side anyway because yeah. it's you know, with women trying to conceive. You know, it's like a grief cycle is a menstrual cycle. So when they get their period, they are grieving. Mm, well, yeah. Been, yeah, been there, been there, yeah. done that. Well, yeah, I have as well. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's, it's it's really difficult. And especially if they're not talking to anyone. Because yeah. there's still such a stigma about, oh, yeah, I need to go and do IVF or this and that. And then obviously the other people who are just desperate to have a baby and they go straight into IVF without even trying to trying to try naturally. Yeah, yeah. 
um 25 percent chance of working it working the first time around when you do go for IVF I found that quite interesting yeah and that's with someone who's young and healthy yeah and that would go up to five percent if you're in your 40s so it's a lot of emphasis really on you know it's a very small percentage yeah yeah, for a lot of money for a lot of money yeah. and, I, and that's the thing as well so, and a lot of hope yes yeah and you're not re- I mean when I read that I was like well I probably had been told that or read that but at the time you're not you're yeah. just like tunnel you tunnel let's vision do it. You know. let's mm. get it done absolutely and in regards um other European com- countries where is Ireland on fertility in regards like cost of it and it's access? very expensive and the access, well, of course, hopefully at the end of this year, it'll be available on the HSE, but it's going to be very, well, I think it'll be very, um, you can't have restricted. restricted. Yeah. yeah, like mm. there'll be an age um, bracket, okay. you'll have to be healthy, BMI will have to be low, you'll have to be married, probably, knowing Ireland. Yeah. Um, so there'll be lots of you know like it is in the UK um, whereas you know a lot, lot of people are thinking oh yeah no, I'm in my 40s I'm going to get a free round of IVF I don't think that's going to be the case Yeah, but I might be wrong but I don't mm. think it's going to be the case but like you know there's the clinics in Ireland that are very expensive it's unregulated you know um, I work in that industry so I can't say too much as well so mm. but it's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of hope for a very little percentage of yeah see that and when I hear that it just kind of makes my mm. heart go up oh. yeah it's so and when you're when you're in the middle of it you can't you know, see anything no and then and then what people say to you mm-hmm. and what people say to you regardless whether you are getting treatment or not oh. outside of all of that what people will say because we and I'm going to send a little bit controversial when I say this but we live in a pronatalist society yeah it's like a woman's worth you're not worth anything unless you have a child or unless you've had a child mm-hmm. it's awful that that's what your worth is and and you know you can look at that it, it doesn't necessarily even have to be around the church. It's just society in general. Um, and then you have women who um, decide not to have children yeah. and they're made out to be practical, practically villains. Mm, villains. Awful, and nobody knows no, what someone's no, story is. Yeah. Exactly. You don't know what someone's story is. And yet there's there's all of that and then what people say to you and how hurtful and painful. And even though their intentions might be good, it's still... And you know what's a, a bit of a, a little, um, <clears throat> I suppose, mindfuck, mm-hmm. is it's not always the woman's no, fertility no, issue. No. What's the stats on that? It's 40% is the woman, there's a issue with the woman, 40% is the male issue, mm-hmm. and then 20% is unexplained. Yeah. Whereas, that is a bit of a bullshit thing. The yeah. unexplained is like... You know, and, and remember, it's the clinics saying this. Yeah. They just want you in mm-hmm. to, you know, do a cycle. Yeah. Let's start. That's what they say. And with male fertility issues, um, if it's, again, this isn't my area, but like low sperm count or whatever, mm. like they're normally quite workable areas. It's really workable. Like, whereas with women, it like, can be a little bit well, more women, challenging. You know, what we spoke about in the podcast, it takes 100 days to strengthen your egg, to mm-hmm. improve your egg quality with diet, exercise, acupuncture, herbs, nutrition, supplementation, um, meditation, you know, that kind of thing. With the, and the same with the men as well. Like, and I see it all the time where 
the partner comes in, the female partner comes in and said, oh yeah, it's a male factor issue. So we're going straight for IVF. I'm like, well, why doesn't he do X, Y, and Z? Mm. And you will see a huge improvement. Mm. You will, unless there is like a DNA chromosome, we don't know about all chromosomal issues anyway, but a DNA fragmentation issue or something like that. But you would, you know, you can change the sperm quality mm. really easily. Because even half like the time, you know, you just get the man to move the mobile the phone from the front pocket or cycling, reduce the any heat. Yeah, them, I would say get a bag of peas on your husband's ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like alcohol, smoking, don't go drinking. You know, just all these really simple things. Mm-hmm. And like the clinics don't say any of this. Yeah, they don't give them any advice. And it still can be, oh, you know, it's her problem. Exactly. Yeah. But they, these people still might go for IVF. But by the time they do their sample mm. for for the IVF, there's a huge improvement with the sperm quality. Mm. If they've done X, Y, and yeah. So there was no need for the IVF. You don't know. Mm. Giving it a bit more time, but it's back to like, okay, these people want everything now. Mm. You know, and I've look, I've been in that situation. I I did IVF and I did years of fertility treatment, and you know it's heartbreaking mm. but you do you're completely in the tunnel mm. and it's like mm. and you'll do anything you'll mm. stand on your head if anyone tells you to yeah and of course you know you'll take all the things you'll take all the herbs you'll take all the mushrooms you'll mm-hmm. do all these things and it's just soul strike and then it really and then when it doesn't when because we had to make that decision because after a certain amount of time like i had to get out of that tunnel i was i just could not do it um, I, I guess I feel very blessed and lucky that I have, I come from a large family, so there's a lot of younger children there as well, you know, so I started to focus on being the aunt to them mm-hmm. um, and being an influence in that way. But having to make that decision for us was quite hard and um, just deciding for me, I felt I just wanted to take advantage of everything because I was getting older as well I wanted I was 46 I wanted to take advantage of everything that was around me to to maybe start looking and grabbing just what life was there what was there and what going back again to what people say and stuff like that what I would have loved and I'm going to say it now I get all emotional (laughs) is you will be okay yeah no you will if somebody had said that to me you know you'll get through this you know what you'll be okay Mm -hmm. so for anyone who's listening to this because i am for anyone listening to this like you will be okay well you're better than okay yeah yeah Yeah. and you girls know me Mm -hmm. so like it it, you know i it it, that's a huge decision to know when to stop Mm -hmm. yeah it's a massive thing to know when to stop because you've hemorrhaged god knows how much money mentally you're broken Mm -hmm. yeah that that was it and you can always think oh well maybe if we just did this thing Yeah. yeah yeah because you're always wanting you will try this or maybe and there's always a new thing yeah Mm -hmm. but to know it's such great you know it takes such great courage and you it's strength on your relationship yeah the people around you you know it's it's an amazing thing to know when to stop yeah because i want i i said to somebody recently this woman i was treating about um like I have two children, but you know Helena and Brenda. It wasn't uh, like this. It wasn't easy. I still don't know how I got pregnant. I've only had two pregnancies, but tried for I don't know a long time, mm-hmm. years. But anyway, um, I said to somebody, this lady I was treating who had had fertility and um or IVF and uh was pregnant, 
And no, she had a IVF, had a baby and was pregnant on her second. And she said, I said to her um, that if I had have not been able to conceive naturally, I would never have been able to do IVF because I know hand on heart, I wouldn't have been strong enough because mm. I could barely function with just my monthly grief. Mm. And I had got to a stage where I'm actually having a sex ban because I can't have that month mm. of the waiting, the hoping and then the grief. And I said, I definitely could not because it would have consumed me. Mm. That's the type of person I was. And I would never, ever, ever have been able to go into that system. And she said to me, well, you may think that's a sign of weakness, but that's a sign of strength that you're able to get to that stage that you can decide Mm. that I want to actually live or move, you know, so like, you know, it's a huge strength Mm. to be able to say you know, I'm at a place now where women like that, they're like, okay, I'm going to do all I can from, but I'm not going to, I don't want to do IVF. I'm like, well, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know that though, which Mm -hmm. is great. And it is that thing of each to their own. I mean, I've utmost respect for anyone who who does all of this because knowing how hard it is, Mm. like I have the utmost Mm. respect for, for, for all of that too, you know? Um, It's the constant having your life on hold though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're in your 30s or 40s and you're like injections, scans, mm. you know, you're in it. You're just in it. Mm. You just, it's, it's constant. Mm. Yeah. It has its own world. Like Doesn't it, much, it yeah. has its own world. There's WhatsApp groups and yeah. Facebook pages. There's all sorts. It really has its own world. Yeah. yeah. Bless, bless, and a lot of people don't them. really understand it either. Yeah. But like, you know, but it'd be good to see women younger looking at having their families again now yeah i see that yeah to women in their 20s i don't know what yes i and i i mean and maybe one of the things as well as why women are having babies later in life is because they're thinking of career Mm -hmm. maybe they're enjoying their freedom exactly but people don't leave home till they're in their late 20s like so what chance have you (laughs) still under your parents roof but yeah that's true so is it what isn't um what's it called having children reproducing mm. <laughs> it decli- declining it's declining yeah, yeah it's declining like there's you know as i said the the outside factors food the water the air the pesticides the stress mm. the pressure you know ev- everything really puts is really making a decline in egg quality um in women and in men as well mm. you know somebody said to me the other day was vicky that we have the equivalent of a credit card of plastic in our systems yeah. because of all the plastic that's around us mm. we have the equivalent of a credit card mm. but you know the same fake tan in the testing when i don't know when babies are born now there's fake tan there's, yeah, I, it's, I can't remember no. what it was yeah there's there's something one of the chemicals in fake tan has been found in a a baby you had said previously about uh the toxins yeah and how that affects fertility um can you chat about that because i don't really know much the toxin well the water the water's not the water's the big thing it's not as um clean as it should be so is it it affects the hormones affects the hormones which then disrupts the natural cycle yeah so it's it's an endocrine imbalance okay 
Um, obviously the pesticides in the ground, we can't all eat organic. It's very expensive yes. and it's not very readily available either. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, the soil is not as good as it used to be. It's been used and overused and overused and we're not getting the nutrients that we need. Um, there's the pollution Like we're lucky here, but like if you live in the city, Especially. you know, there, there was a point, in, I think it was a study done in about the water in London. I don't know when it was sometime in the nineties. But because of the contraceptive pill, now let me get this right now, because of the contraceptive pill, it was a, it was creating um, more of, they were seeing more of an increase in male fertility because of the way the water was... Well, um, male well, infertility. It, oh. Yeah, male infertility. Oh. So, you know, the water in London, is it's cleaned and used yeah. about six times. Yeah. So it was, and it was going yeah. in the system, and it was affecting male fertility, and they put it down to... The, the from the pill yeah women taking the pill oh, yeah, oh, it was yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so was yeah. it was the water but but no but it was the women were urinating and into the water system oh recycled and recycled and things so the, the levels of hormones in the water were affecting male male i turned males well, yeah. yeah it's yeah um so it's you know you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't and but then, of course, there's the lifestyle crap, isn't there? You know, we like you said about the wine time before, like, yeah, drinking. We all like a glass of wine, but what's yeah. that? And like, we're just talking. Maybe people it's, cigarettes. You're not judging vaping. You know all these kind of things. But we we tend to be. We want to be everything to everyone. We don't stop and rest and go. Okay. Mm. You know, I need to get my body into prime position, give myself three months, and then then we'll try and see. Mm. You know, very rare you will see that. And if um somebody's listening, you know, and they are struggling, I always find that people are, you know, it's mostly females then that I see, they don't know anything about like what they should be looking for or what they should be asking for if they go to their GP to get like standard blood work done just to see where they're at. Yeah. So I know that you know lots about that. <laughs> well, you know, you should go to your GP and get bloods done on day three and then day 21 or day seven post-ovulation of your cycle. Okay. Just, you know, as a basic, just to see what's going on. So day three would show the estrogen levels, it? would is show it? your follicle-stimulating hormone, your luteinizing okay. hormone, your estrogen, your prolactin, your thyroid, you know, all the things that if there's something out of balance, it can affect your ability to conceive. And so when that would affect the egg? It, it could do like um, there, there is a test called the AMH, which is your anti-malurian hormone, which is to check your egg quality, quantity, quality, quantity depends. And mm. um, but your GP won't do this, and too many people hone in on it on its own. It needs to be read with other hormones, and it really is only a good thing to do if you are going for IVF because it generally tells you how you'll respond to the medication. Okay. Now, it's a good thing to know because if you're 30 and your AMH comes in at one, you know, okay, I need to look into if, and if, if you want a family, you need to get on this basically. But like if you're 30 and it comes in at 20, you've got time. Mm -hmm. um, do you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a good thing. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about egg freezing. And there's a lot of people freezing eggs. But again, I don't think this is the good thing. This is just my opinion because you know these women are getting their eggs frozen. You know we still don't know if they're going to fertilize. We still yeah. don't know what's going on with them. You know, and they're waiting. Then they'll wait then till they're forty. Mm. 
and their eggs might not be mm-hmm. viable. Mm. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, marketing from these clinics. A little bit of marketing. Them. And I suppose that as well, that may, it means that you need to be talking to someone who knows their exactly. stuff, like Helena, mm-hmm. that can guide you a little bit because there's a, it's like, a wherever there's a little bit of money to be made, yeah. you can imagine there's a, going to be a few fraudsters out there as well. Absolutely. I was going to ask you, so, like, let's say for anyone listening again, like if they're, how long do you wait? If you've been trying, how long do you wait before you start going to see a professional? Well, I think that the statistic is that it's 25%. I think within the first year of trying, if you're healthy, both healthy and well, I think it's something like 90% of couples following the, the activate the, oh my God, the BBT charting mm. and checking mucus, that kind of thing. 90% of couples will conceive naturally. There's nothing. Yeah, wrong. it's quite high, isn't it? It's quite, yes, it is. Mm. Like you are only seeing a small percentage, of the, you know, mm. but like again, one in six, when you hear it as one in six, it yeah. sounds quite high. But if it's 90%, is that, but that's high. But what I'm saying is that one in six, possibly because they don't wait the time. Exactly. They don't mm. wait and there might be something you know something one of them might have a um, thyroid condition you know but they don't get all the other things the ducks in a row no you know the hundred days they don't chart and they know and understand it and know and when they do ovulate yeah um so then does that make the one in six seem higher when in fact 90 percent of healthy healthy is a good number yeah yeah it's a really good number but then I would, it depends on your age, really. Like a lot of doctors don't want to see you unless you've been trying for six months or a year. Mm. Um, but but like, say because... you're in your late 30s and you've got a new partner and you're talking about having a family, you want to get moving on things. Mm. Um, I'd give it three months and then go to the GP. But even if you go to the GP, go to the GP and it would be great if the GP did the bloods correctly, Correct. give the person then a story of their individual cycle mm. and educate them on their cycle yeah. and talk to, the, mm. to them and the male about a strengthening sperm. That sounds like mm. a perfect yeah. ideal world. And then they worked on it yeah. rather than if yeah. you don't okay. wait, because I feel there's a bit of a narrative of you're a little bit older, don't wait the year, go, go for three months, yeah. then you go and you then get to the GP and then you're boom. Then IVF. Straight into the, yeah. the IVF. They missed still the link of it. the education. And there is there's mm. still a huge there's a massive gap between the GP and the yeah and yeah. the IVF clinic. And then that's where people like me and the other network of people I work with. So if you're saying like 90% of healthy couples should, should conceive naturally in a year, but they're not. But they're not. But is it because of the miseducation? I think it's miseducation miseducation is the big thing yeah and then and the urgency people and the know, urgency you know the woman that's come in oh i've just got married uh we've been trying two cycles mm. i'm not pregnant she's really anxious yeah you know she's like she's driving her husband up the wall mm-hmm. you know why am i not pregnant there's nothing wrong with her mm. there's absolutely nothing wrong with it they just haven't given it enough time and maybe they're having sex at the wrong time yeah my app says i'm doing yeah i'm ovulating on day 14 yeah but mm. her cycles are 32 days which makes me think she's not ovulating mm. on day 14 you know what i mean so it's 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 giving you know we need to be educated and people better. like you like where is there more people like you well there's the acupuncture fertility and pregnancy group of ireland mm. afp it's not all acupuncturists know as no, much no, as no. you um that's she knows a lot yeah <laughs> but um 
there's some great people online. There's the fertility detective. There's mm-hmm. lots of good people. I should, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get a resource. Yeah, yeah resource. But in the community, like where do people go? There's just not really, unless their GP yeah. is really up yeah. to, you yeah. know, that's their exactly. ge- that's it's, their buzz. We still, and some GPs don't really understand. Mm. With, so, which is fine to say. Yeah. They don't know what their general practitioners. Yeah, general and unless it's an interest health. to them, or you know they've upskilled. It might they might be great at other things. No, I'll do I'll do resource things. Some really good people on really Instagram good. and some good groups and things like that. And then if anyone had any, you know, if anyone ever wants to send in an email to any of us if they mm. have a question, because we can talk about it then. Yeah, definitely. In, in, in the podcast as well. Yeah. Such a big subject. Yeah. So I think. Um, we're gonna we're gonna draw this one a little bit to the close, I think. Yeah, or maybe there'll be else. an episode too uh, where we can maybe talk about our own journeys. Because yeah. Helena, you have like yeah, yeah, I had uh, a massive story, yeah, massive, amazing, lots of gyny stuff. Yeah, and then years uh, I did I, I did IVF in Ireland, and then I went to Spain, and then we went to Italy. No, we didn't go to Italy. Then we went to Greece. And then finally, little baby Bonnie came along. But like, I'm very complex and autoimmune conditions, a low egg count. Oh, you can name it if if you know. I've got it all, which yeah. is really sad. But like, we got there in the end. But like, but that's not the answer either. It's like knowing when you've. But it's a good story. It's, yeah, and it's a story, it's a story that people yeah. need to hear yeah. as well. Um, maybe sometime we might have some wine. Yeah, <laughs> a little white wine. Uh, so, what? Who? Who would like to their book? Who's who? Wants oh, to, that that one was it. Your, well, I have, have a, I have a book which I'm I think this ties in a little bit. Yeah, it's a reference book, but I'm seeing so many more miscarriages and more recurrent miscarriages in clinic at the moment, sadly. And this is called "Not Broken" by Lara Shine um and it's really good and it really investigates the autoimmune side of it and the repeat implantation failure which um is the more complex end of fertility so i'm plowing through that at the moment amazing great mm-hmm. helena thank you so much like she just has some yeah. health hasn't she you're just so amazing yeah, yeah yeah definitely do because it's and anyone remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah we put it up on the wild women wild within. women within gmail.com it's pretty simple because there's no other wild we'll, women we'll add it to all of this as well so once again everyone thank you so much for listening and if you like what we do subscribe share with everybody we actually have a lot of men that listen to this too uh it's all about um our health women's health and if you like what we do, even head over to Patreon. And um, if you want to support us there, that would be so amazing too. In the meantime, uh, be well, everybody. And um, we'll talk to you soon in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.